Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And wherever you are, go ahead and share tonight's episode with someone, with a friend. And if you're driving in your car... Let someone know where they can hear TMG. It's time to get on board. TMG is taking off. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr., I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Episode of TMT. I'm your host. Travis Patton Sr. Hey guys, real quick, don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's coming something good with a capital T. There it is, right there on your screen. And guys, and as always, I can't start this show without giving a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey girl, how you doing? I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Man, I am excited to be here today. And you say, Travis, man, you are always excited. Uh, yeah, I am. I am. Uh, man, I'm just a little extra excited today. Just a little bit. Can't you tell? Uh, I mean it. Today's episode is going to be absolutely amazing, man. As you can see behind me, man, February is Black History Month. And all this month, we will continue to celebrate Black History Month. It's not about just what someone has done for a particular culture. It's what people have contributed to the entire world. I told you this, guys, all the time. Wherever you are, whatever you have done, wherever you were born, you were made to change the world. I know people and things have made you feel less than that, but you were made to change the world. There is something inside of you that will change the world. Yeah, I know you didn't think it was, but there is. Guys, I'm so excited that you are joining tonight. And come on in, man. Come on in. We're glad that you're here. And maybe, just maybe, this is your very first time hearing my voice your very first time joining the show. Now, maybe somebody invited you and told you about it, but however, I'm glad that you're here tonight. And maybe you said, Travis, man, I've been listening to your show for the four years that you've been streaming. Thank you. 
so much. And whether you are listening in Switzerland or in Ireland, or maybe you're in the UK, or maybe you're in the Netherlands, or maybe you're in Great Britain, or maybe you're in the Philippines, or maybe you're in Vietnam, wherever you are, or maybe you're in Africa right now listening to TNG. Thank you. I'm so glad that you are. Man, I'm excited to have you here. Listen, everybody knows that this show is all about finding ways to be motivated in our everyday life. So if you have an inspiring story that you would like to share and maybe come on the show, guys, drop us an email. That's T-E-L-L, me something, 21 at gmail.com. And you say, Travis, I know someone that has a fantastic story and they would love to be a guest on your show. Send us their information. And he said, but Travis, man, I don't want to come on a show. I'm a little camera shot. That's okay. You don't have to come on a show. Drop us their information. And you can even do it and remain anonymous if you'd like. There you go. Guys, you know we have a couple of affiliate sponsors uh, on the show. That's right. We have a couple of affiliate sponsors. So I'm going to go ahead, play that information. Once that get out the way, we're going to dive into this, man, because this is going to be good. Don't you go away. We will be right back. Walmart is a proud associate sponsor of TMG Tell Me Something Good podcast. Please use the special link, bit.ly forward slash tell me something good, and visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission. When you buy through the link. Amazon. Amazon is the world's largest online retail store. Please use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something A-M-Z-N for Amazon. With Amazon, you can spend less and smile more. Please visit one of our online sponsors today. There it is, guys. Please visit one of our online sponsors. Use the special links that are in the chat. And if you're not watching this, use the information that was provided in the videos, guys, to visit one of our online sponsors. Man, guys, if you haven't had an opportunity to know what today's show is all about, today's guys' topic is. Saving graces. Yes, saving graces. And I know you're wondering, man, what are they going to talk about today? Guys, listen. Grace. While we hear a lot of discussions about what grace may be, most usually think twice about how it relates to them in their lives. Um, I know grace isn't just about second chance opportunities. So let, let me put that out there. It's not just about second chance opportunities. It's about something that says we were worth it all along. Yeah, grief is something that everyone has to deal with at some point. No matter who you are, where you are, what walk of life you are from, grief is something that we all will have to deal with at some point. It's a part of life. Yeah, it's a part of life. Just like celebrating a marriage, just like celebrating a child being born, 
It is a normal part of life. It's not separate. So it's a part of life. But what does grace and grief have to do with each other? Our special guest tonight, guys, is Miss Rakita Jackson. Uh, she's here to help shed light on the saving graces we all need to have. Guys, I want you to do me a favor, if you will. I want you to give a huge TMG welcome to my very special guest and friend, Miss Rakita Jackson. Rakita, I'm going to bring you on, girl. How you doing, Rakita? Hey, Brother Patton. How you doing today? So glad that you're here today. My gosh, how are you? I am absolutely amazing and so, so excited about being able to tell somebody something good. Okay, now, y'all, she's starting. I'm trying to maintain it, but she's starting it. Man, I am so happy to have you a part of the show and a part of this episode, Saving Graces. Now, guys, what you don't know is that Rakita and I have been talking about this episode for almost two months. We have been collaborating on it, and we have been waiting for this moment. So this is going to be an exciting thing to have you here, man. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for being here, Rakita. I didn't want to be. I, I wouldn't be any place else but here. Because I know us together, we finna shed some light and some dark places. We finna, Look, we finna lead them to the water and help them drink it. Help them drink and give you a cup. All right. Guys, uh, we 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 talked about this episode, and when we were bringing the ideas together, I said, Rakita, this is so important, what we're talking about, because we talked about grief on one hand, then we talked about grace on the other hand, and you you and, I, you and I were talking, you said before the show, and I said, no, 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 hold it, hold it. She said she wanted to talk about grief uh, in, in relation to grace, and she said, uh, but a lot of people, Travis, don't even know what grief is. And, and that's crazy. Um, it, it, it's, it is certainly a great pleasure to have you here join us. When you and I talk, we kind of found ourselves going on and on because it's so good. Do me a favor. Please let the audience uh, tell the audience a little bit about you, about yourself, and, and what you do, Rikito. Okay. Well, first of all, Again, thank you and thank you, audience, for giving me, little old me, your attention tonight to share a little bit with you. But I'm Rakita Jackson, and I'm the owner and therapist of Second Chances, Better Choices, Counseling and Consulting Services here in Birmingham, Alabama, the wonderful Okay, okay. Where big things can happen. Um, but yes, I that is who I am. Um, I've got over... 25 years of counseling wow. experience. Um, I've done everything from, you know, substance abuse counseling, working mm. with re-entering in society after being incarcerated, wow. with family and children. So, you know, I tell my peoples all the time because I don't have clients. I have people. That's how you know, right? Right. I, I'm working with my people. And so, you know, I tell them all the time, okay. and nothing that you tell me will shock me in any shape, form, or fashion. Because the reality of it is, we all got issues. Absolutely. You got yours, but let's come together and let's walk it, talk it, whatever we need to do so that we can go through it, so that we can come out of it. 
Man, I, I like that. I, I like that where you incorporate everybody and you say, hey, guys, look, we all are in a process. Everybody, and I tell people this, when you meet someone, you're meeting that person in the middle of whatever part of that process there is. It, it might be their beginning. It might be their middle. It might be their end. But understand, you are meeting a person in the middle of the process that they're in, that you didn't know that they were in. They didn't tell you that they were in. But you're meeting somebody in the middle of the process. Okay, you not you said this earlier before the show, and I want you to wait until now. You said, Travis, uh, a lot of I want to shed light on grief and go to grace. You said, but a lot of people are in grief and don't even know what that is. What 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 is that? Because I, I know when I think about grief, most people think about grief, they think about somebody's dying or a funeral. Help help us out here, Rakita. Help us out. Well, you know, it's amazing that, you know, a lot of times, like you said, when people think about grief, the first thing they think about is like death and dying. And so what I want to educate people on is that grief is so much broader than just death and dying. Grief is a result of a loss. And so, you know, if we define it, you know, grief is a deep sorrow. So like when you experience things, of course, you know, death and dying is one, but, you know, things like um, the separation of marriage or even a change in your financial status, loss of a job, um, phase of life issues. Like when, say, for example, you know, you're a parent and your child leaves and goes off to college, you know, your whole life you've been working and doing everything that you can to make sure that your children and your children's children, the generations following you, you know, have a have a good and blessed life. And then all of a sudden they're gone and they're doing their own things and being adults. And it's like we feel lost. Um, and a lot of times we don't even know that those feelings that we are experiencing is grief. Wow. Wow. We get so consumed in trying to avoid certain things. Come on. Come on. That we don't go through the processes and we end up getting stuck and consumed in them. And so today wow. we hope that the message that we get across to others is giving yourself grace wow. to grieve. And so that's that's where I'm coming in today because, you know, we have to understand that grace is a gift that's given to us from okay. It is an it. unmerited divine assistance that God grants us to give us the opportunity to go through things. Wow. God, guys, you know, uh, I I did uh, uh, I did a, a a group session on grief with with Rakita, okay. And the first thing that stood out to me in in this was that grief is has to do with more than just dying. And I realized in that class, and a lot of us, man, a lot of us realized it's not just death and dying. It is a loss, any significant loss to us that you can feel. It can be a, she mentioned those, she went down that list. It could be a job. It can be, you know, it could be a friendship. It could be a change in status. You know, it, it could be anything. And we walk around so we can walk around in grief. So we, what you're saying is we can walk around in grief, Rakita, and we're not even know it. And what happens is we walk around toting it so long, it turns into depression. Oh, that's, 
That's it. That's and it. And the depression, we walk around it in so long. Depression affects our mental so much. Come on. Then it Come turns on. physical. And we find ourselves wondering, how did I get here? And I tell my peoples all the time. Woo. A lot of times, how you ended up in, in this destination, right? Come on, is because you didn't go through the door, so you could come out of it, and oh. then run through the door of grief, going through the processes. Because as I tell people all the time, come you on. can get to something if you're not willing to go through something. Whoa, 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 whoa! Say, say that, say that part again. You can't get to something unless you, let me add a word to it, unless you get, unless and until you give yourself grace to go through something. You you mean to tell me, uh, Rakita, I can't skip a step? Oh, no. It's like making a cake. You're going to put all the flour in it. If you don't add the sugar, it ain't going to be sweet. That ain't that's so so we're so we're going through we're going through life. We put everything into the flour. We dealt every eggs, butter, but we didn't add the sugar and we come out and say, Man, I wonder why my life isn't better now. I wonder why things aren't sweeter for me now. I wonder why my life doesn't taste better now. We didn't go through and had the sugar. Mm-mm. We tried to skip steps. Because you know, a lot of us, we walk around, oh. we got this, you know, I can handle this. Oh yeah, I got I, I I know a few people were I don't need that. I'm good. I get I I was one of those. I'm good. I'm good people. I was and we all know those I'm good people. I I don't need that. I'm I, I, I I'm good. I'll I'll work through it. I'll I'll make it happen. And you said you said this, Kitty. You said we don't give ourselves the grace to go through it. We have we have to be intentional about the grace. That we give. I want to show you guys a video to, to, to illustrate the point of how intentional we have to be about grace. I, I'm gonna show you a video real quick. If you notice every step that that ballerina was making was intentional. It was calculated. It was done on purpose. That's how the grace is for ourselves. We have to choose grace. They have to choose every step they were making. Grace for ourselves, has, Rakita, has to be a choice. We have to choose to make those steps mm-hmm. that you were mentioning. If we don't choose to make those steps, we'll fall. If we don't choose to make those steps, we'll, listen, let me tell you how grace is. If we don't choose to make those steps, Rakita, we're not, we're not dancing, we're standing. And if we're just standing, we're not moving. Oh. If we're not moving, we can't get to a destination. How do you expect to, to reach your destination if you just standing still? Hard running, burning gas, but ain't going nowhere. Like I tell my peoples all the time. Don't come in my office and think we're going to stand still. And you got to be careful what you tell Rakita. Because what you tell Rakita is what I'm going to hold you accountable to. Wow. Because the thing to help you get out of that confined place that you're holding yourself captive to. And that's the funny thing. 
when we get in grief or when we're in a situation, uh-huh. most of the time it's ourselves who are holding ourselves captive. And if we look at it on a spiritual realm, and this, you know, as, as I was preparing for this segment, you know, I was like, God help me to help people see right. that you're that it, grace is a gift from you. And if we look at Second Corinthians 12 and 9, he says, but he said to me, come, to on, travel, come on, to anybody listening come to on. me tonight. He said, but my grace, not Rakita's grace, not Travis's grace, Come on. not listener's grace. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made perfect in your weakness. And if you think about it, when people go through the grieving process, come on, you know, we feel heavy. We feel defeated. Um, I had the pleasure of giving grace. That's my word. Um, to speak at my church, Refresh Family Church, one of the greatest churches this side of heaven. I love my church and I love my apostles. It's the best, y'all. It's the best. I'm sorry. It's the best. Better get there. But I was graced to be able to speak on the topic of grief. And, you know, I had to, anytime I speak to people, I speak from an area of, because I believe you can't reach people if people don't know that you've actually experienced Correct. what yeah, it is yeah. that you're talking about. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so this year, when I was graced to speak, I was asked to speak on grief. And if, well, last year, 2023. And if 2023 was not a year that I had not experienced Ultimate oh yeah, grief, I don't Come know on. what it was. Come on, man. Oh, um, you know, just a little backstory. My my birthday is July seventh, so I'm seven seven, and so the unfortunate part was that same day that I was born was the same day that my father left this earth. Wow, he, he, and he so it was ironic because you know you were talking about the grief group that you were in. We were preparing for this grief group to help people learn to grieve. Yep. And I said, that is the type of God that I serve. <laughs> he granted me grace. I thought that I was assisting. I was. I thought I was preparing to help people learn how to move through the grief process. Uh-huh. And he granted me enough grace to refresh my own mm. because I was about to enter a period, a season. I'm going to call it a season. Correct. But correct. There's an end. So I had to go through my season of grief. Correct. And so I was granted the opportunity to be able to assist others while I was helping myself. Wow. And so it allowed me the ability to be humble and to teach and also be spoken and poured back into. Because you right. know, I all the time. We when you pour into people, you got to have something to fill it up, fill yourself back up. Come on. Absolutely. So I was pouring out to my peoples my peoples was pouring back into me and so it was love and love and love just being poured back and forth Man, and oh we loved it learning and growing and you know like we were breaking down barriers people yeah. were being set free and that in that small room yeah. where we created this safe space so that we could do things 
But I say all that to say when I was able to speak at the conference, I had to think about words and feelings that I experienced. And I was like, wow, I lost my father. So I felt abandoned. I felt betrayed. I felt lost. Um, And I had like me and God, we had to have a come to Jesus meeting because I was like, God, I don't understand what it is that you are attempting to do in this season. Because it's like everybody that you placed in my life that I could depend on, you're taking from me. Again, this is how I felt. It ain't necessarily how it was, but this is how I felt. This is how I felt in my flesh. And so I am so glad that I am surrounded by people who not only feed me emotionally, but they feed me spiritually, mentally, like the whole nine, like I am getting everything that I need in every area that I'm in. But I was able, and I had knowledge enough to know that everything that I encounter in life, and I need an answer for it that I don't have myself, I can flip through that paper Bible yeah, and find yeah. everything that I need. And so I had to search scripture and it was like, God spoke to me. He said, you know where Rakita, he said, I didn't take anything from you. If anything, I gave you the opportunity. I gave you grace to experience in your flesh what it looked like and what it felt like. But the whole time it was me. Because them, I bless you through them. And I will continue to bless you because you know, and when I say I, everybody that I lost, you know, at um, at the age of thirty-two, mm-hmm. I'm a widow with the with the two-year-old baby. Wait, wait, wait! Thirty-two years old in your life. Thirty-two years old. Two-year-old baby, and you became a widow at that young age. What? And that's at that age, Rakita, where people just kind of starting their life out, just yep. starting career. You know, just start making plans for the future. So here it is: you made plans for the future. And life just gave you something totally different. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, because this is a part of my being able to help my people. Wow. The first time I experienced grief at that magnitude, uh-huh. I didn't handle it well at all. Cause wow. Number one, like, and the funny part is, my husband was a pastor. Wait, wait. Yeah. A, a preacher? Yeah, he was a preacher. We had a church in Tuskegee, Alabama. And I was just like, but I didn't handle grief well and I know I did and I acknowledge that but allowing myself to go through the processes I was able as well as what I was doing at that point in my life right that time I was over a drug and alcohol program right right and teaching people and helping them to get their lives in order and mine was falling apart falling apart in your hands I'm talking about like right like what they say like sands through the hourglass (laughs) <laughs> and when land, it was just falling. It wasn't landing nowhere. It oh, wasn't wow. Nowhere. Wow, guys, guys, wow. And so I was like, wow. And so that's why I say God gives us grace at different seasons of our lives. Because mm. it was what I was doing in that season that stopped me from destroying me. Wow. You, you, wait, a minute, wait a minute. You You were teaching people to recover and teaching people to get back on their feet and what you were teaching them helped you. Right. Because my thing is I'm not going to lead people through anything that I'm not doing myself. 
and say that say that so is and this is the model that i stand on you got to be real to heal and when i say real to i mean just be brutally honest you know you look in your mind in your body in your spirit in your emotions Everything that you are going through, everything that you're experiencing, you've got to be real with yourself if you want things to get better. Are they going to be perfect? No. Are things going to come up again? Yep. Mm. But you've got to be real with yourself so that you can go through the healing process each time something comes upon you. Guys, listen listen what she said. I want to bring up a point you said. You said... You have to be real to heal. You say, are they going to be perfect? No, but they will be better. Mm-hmm. If, if put, if, put that in chat, y'all. It won't be perfect, but it will be better. Because a lot of times, Kita, what we do, we're afraid to make those changes. We're afraid to give ourselves that grace because we're hoping, we're expecting that perfect, that perfection from it. We were never promised it would be perfect. Right. But if we give ourselves grace from the things that we are grieving from, it can be better. And, and let's be honest, everybody. That's what we really want. I just, there's somebody right now, Rakita, that's listening that says, I just want things to be better. There's somebody right now that's listening that said, I just want to feel better. There's somebody listening, Rakita, right now that says, I just want to think better. Everybody is not looking for their name in life. Uh, most people, they just want things to be better. Uh, when, when you go to bed at night, you, you just want it to be better. When you wake up in the morning, you just want it to be better with your relationship and your family and your friends, with the things that you've lost in your life. Be honest with yourself. You just want it to be better. Now, those people that are listening right now, and I know you are listening, whether you are watching this right now or whether you're going to listen later on Spotify, if you're watching right now, just put it in chat that says, I want it to be better. Just just put it in chat right now. I want it to be better. I know there are some people, some I want it be better people that's listening right now. Dealing with some things. Rakita, man, you are coming with it because right now, Rakita, there are a lot of people who are listening and coming to a realization that I may have been grieving over some things. I'm grieving over some things. What are you brought up a point, man? I had I had to think about what are some reasons, if you could give one or two, whatever, some reasons you think that uh, uh, believe that hold that we hold back grace from ourselves because a lot of times we feel eh, we'll, we'll forgive somebody else we'll give somebody else grace you know oh if, if we see somebody else lose a job <clears throat> or their kids leave the house or and they're grieving over some things we'll oh oh we'll embrace them what are some reasons that keep us from embracing ourselves <clears throat> Ooh, how will i answer that first of all i will say that a lot of times, you know, because we know grace is a gift from God. Right, right. And sometimes we don't feel worthy. Oh, that's the, that, whoa, wow. 
And and what I mean by that, we'd be like, you know, well, God, I've done this, or I used to do this. Like, honey, we all used to be something. Eustace. Eustace. And the thing is, what we have to realize is that God has never used a perfect person because we don't exist. Perfect what? people don't what? Whoa, whoa, what? He's never what? Used the perfect person to get his message across. He needed somebody with a little stain somewhere. Oh, my. You know, with a little dirt somewhere. We got to dust it off every now and then. You know, put the hand plate. Come on, come on, come on. The eye books out. You know, God <laughs> never found something. Look for somebody for a perfect person. Because truth be told, if we were perfect, we ain't got nothing to tell nobody. We ain't went through Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We come didn't on. do nothing. So I need to hear from somebody who done been through and been out. Say it. Saying. Not only that, sometimes we don't feel like we're worthy to receive the gift of grace. Come on. But a lot of times, it's we don't allow ourselves to grieve because we feel guilty. Come on, that's it. And that's the thing it. is, <clears throat> and I tell people all the time, are you grieving about the loss or do you feel guilty about what you've lost? Come on. And, and if it's guilt that we're dealing with, let, let's de let's deal with the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. is what is it that I'm feeling guilty about? Yeah. Are you guilty about the decisions you made or you didn't make? Are you guilty because you allowed some things to happen and they shouldn't have happened? Are you guilty? Of, what is up, uh, man? I've never heard that before. Mm -hmm. That That's crazy good. Are you guilty? Keep going on that. Keep going. Keep going. That's good. And the thing is, you know, I was speaking with the lady once and she was going through the grieving process and she had lost a husband mm -hmm. and she said you know and, and that's the other thing a lot of times we don't want to go through the grief process because we don't we're afraid of what it looks like to everybody else yeah but the thing is i ain't gonna keep myself locked up in nobody's jail for somebody else and when i say jail i mean your personal jail that personal place of confinement that we keep ourselves in that's right but it was like it's hot her words were sometimes it's hard for me to move on because I feel guilty. You know, I'm wondering how people will look at me because right. I'm looking happy. And I was like, baby, ain't this thing called life? Don't we supposed to live? You can't live standing still. And the unfortunate part of it is, come on, they have lived their life. They have ran their race. It is finished. Come you on. Come on. Moving. Come on. If, you're, if you feel guilty because there is still life in you, you got to take that one to the cross. You got to be real with yourself. Is Why is it that I'm struggling with living? Mm. He granted me grace to live. He gives every day you wake up and you open up your eyes. That is the gift of grace being placed upon your life so that you are given an opportunity to share with someone or it's, even just the example of how you walk through something. Cause sometimes you ain't got to say a word. Just, it's about how you go through. Kato, it's, it's, we, 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 we make mistakes. We're imperfect people, imperfect creatures, imperfect beings. We, 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 we were, we remind ourselves every day of the things we've done wrong or or we have our little check sheet and we get our check sheet. I didn't do this today. I didn't do that today. I didn't do that today. 
I didn't do that today. And we always tell ourselves of what we did not do. And we do not take the time to give ourselves that grace. We don't give ourselves the grace to say, I did the best I could with what I had. I wasn't trained properly, so I did what I knew how to do. No one supported me, so this is what I had when I had no support. The way I looked, I looked because I didn't have everybody backing me. We, we never take the time to put that in our check boxes. We never take the time to say, I made a poor I made poor choices because I never had good examples. We never take the time to say, even though I had good examples and I made poor choices, that was a choice I made best for me at that time. We we never give ourselves the grace. I'm not talking about loopholes to make mistakes. I'm not talking about loopholes to make dangerous or self-harming mistakes and to harm other people. I'm talking about give ourselves the grace to say, I can do differently. I can be better. It, like you said earlier, it won't be perfect, but it can be better. I'm that's that's stuck with me. I'm sorry, Kita. That is stuck with me because a lot of times we don't give ourselves that grace for those reasons. We're afraid. We feel guilty. We don't. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We feel like we're worthy. We don't feel like we deserve it. We haven't. We Oh, here's one. We have to earn it. Mm. Yep. We and have to earn it. We talking about earning something, but in his word, in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, he says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. So that's through your belief. So I don't have to, wait, it's not something I have to, I don't have to do a lot of works for this. I don't have to earn it. If you're religious, I don't have to go to church all the time. I, I have to. You just got to believe. And not only that, because it's not by your own doing. Oh, it's the gift of God. So whether I go to church or not, we're not trying to listen. I'm not trying to converse you. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just trying to tell you that even if you don't believe in yourself that you earn it, that you don't believe that you deserve it yourself, you will stay the way you are. Remember the video I showed earlier? I showed a video for all those who's, who's listening to this and not watching, I saw a video of a ballet dancer dancing and she was moving her feet. And she was moving her feet in a certain way, meticulously. And she was moving her feet in a way that she was deciding to set those feet. If we don't choose to move our feet, we won't give ourselves that grace. When we think about a ballet dancer, we think of somebody who's graceful. When we think about a ballet dancer, we think of somebody who moves with grace. If they did not move that way, then they are just standing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, we're still standing in the same things that we felt bad about. We're still standing in the same things that we hurt ourselves with. 
we're still standing in the same things where our life took a left turn on. We're just standing there. And you, you, you said a lot of times, or you mentioned that you knew someone who was wondering how other people would see them. Who cares how other people see you? At this point, it's not about someone else thinking about And I know that may be your hurdle tonight. I know that might be your hurdle that you're thinking, well, what if they think this? What if they say this? What if... At this point, what are you saying about yourself? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, Rakita, I, I used to be that way. But what if somebody's going to think that? Somebody's going to think that. And I would get home, Rakita, and I would go, I should have done this. I should have said that. I should have done that. I should have been, I would have had more fun if I had done this. I'd have, I'd have enjoyed life more had I done that. And we, we, we have to move beyond that point where we're just standing there and we're being like that ballet dancer. We're moving. But you know what? And it's funny that you use a ballet dancer and how they're graced and their poise. But think about it. They weren't born graced and poor. Oh, come on now. They had come to on now. how to stand on them toes. And a couple of times they failed. Come on, come and on. It's like going through the process. We have to learn. And the thing is, we're going to fall sometimes. And that's the thing about grief. It's not a straight line. You know, everything is the same. Come on, come we go on. This phase, it's not one, two, three, four, five. Like you may start off in phase one make it all the way to phase six or however many according to what model you go through but then all of a sudden something comes something happens and it triggers that thought or that hurt place in you and mm -hmm. you all the way back to the first phase of denial no why me this can't happen to me yes come on, it can. Come on. because this thing called life it just keeps life in and time. we're either going to live with it or we're going to die in it like we are mm. sometimes as individuals mm. we get so consumed and comfortable right. in chaos right say that does, how does comfortable and chaos go together they go put those things together it don't it don't make no sense but somehow some way our warp thought process makes us feel guilty come on come that on. we stay in that place of hurt and let me tell you, um, it's funny because as we go and we grow, we learn things. But as I as when I was saying earlier about, you know, my father died on my birthday, um, I was like, I was going through this phase. I'm like, okay, I'm not understanding what's going on in my life right now. Cause you know, you lose a parent and like my dad was my rock. Like I love my dad. He was he was he was a daddy daddy. He was a man's man, and he didn't play with it because I was his only daughter. But like I, I questioned myself. I'm like, okay, what's really going on? Because when I lost my husband, part of me felt like I lost my mind for a minute. But as I'm grieving through the process of my father, I'm like, okay, God, I'm not sad. I'm not falling apart. I'm not having these outrageous crying spells. I'm like, okay. Am I broken? Is something wrong with me? And I literally start questioning. I'm like, okay, God, what is going on? And I was like, God, I need, I need you to explain to me what's going on. And so, like I said, God places us in places 
and certain times for, for reasons. And so I actually went back and visited the place that I moved to Birmingham from, which was Opelika, Alabama. And I had a friend that lived there. Awesome lady. Her name is Gwen Butler. And I was talking to her because I just called her when I was in town. And she was like, you know, Chatrice, because on Facebook, that's who I am. I'm Chatrice. <laughs> and uh, she was like, you know, I'm just so proud of you. And she was like, you know, I've just been watching you and, you know, everything that you're going through and how you're just moving forward. And so I was telling her, I was like, girl, but, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm broken. And so she was saying that she was she was like. And it wasn't even anything that I planned, but she was doing like, I think she called it a spiritual fast or something. If I'm misquoting you, Gwen, sorry. But <laughs> she was doing this thing and daily she was reading certain scriptures. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, girl, let me tell you something. She said, oh, I got to find. She said, I'm going to read this to you. And so she went through and I'm, I'm going to pull it up. So excuse me for, for sitting here reading on, online. But she led me to 2 Corinthians uh-huh. and 3 which talks about God, the God of comfort. Mm. And it says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He covers us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Right, right. Reading it through a study Bible. And so... It said when it broke it down, it said God often lets us experience difficult circumstances so that we can use so that he can excuse me, so that he can use us to experientially minister to others and empathize with their pain. When you offer comfort to your fellow believer, you serve as a conduit for the comfort of God and you open yourself up to experience a deeper level of his reality right work in your life so for me she was like don't you understand what you're receiving she said you run it you leading a grief group she said uh-huh. you're speaking about grief right pouring into other people she said god is just giving you back come on what you've given others so no you're not losing your mind but he is giving you that comfort that you need. Because I was like, I am so at peace with with this whole thing because everything right. that I ever wanted to experience with my father, I was able to do it. Right. When I was married, he walked me down the aisle. He was able to be a grandfather to my oh. friend. You know, he was he was my support system. Right. Mm-hmm. That God granted me grace because. You know, I said when I spoke at the shift conference, you know, I, I, I had the the feeling orphaned. I felt abandoned. But God gave me enough grace to leave me in the earth a spiritual father. Wow. And so I didn't lose anything. If anything, I gained. Like, I already knew that God was there. But he still left me somebody in the flesh to love on me as a father does. And you know that's what we get at refresh. I'm gonna keep throwing refresh out there because hey, hey, refresh is, refresh is that spot, man. I keep telling y'all, refresh is the spot, baby. That has spot. been a place that has really loved me and helped me grow as I transition from the loss of a husband uh, moving to a new city and just starting life all over again. I found refresh, and they refreshed me. A Yo, lot- that's- other people but hey that's my shame you know i'm gonna I'm throw a shameless plug man refresh family church 
in in Birmingham, here in Birmingham, uh, is absolutely a, everybody's church is great according to their perspective, and that's fine. Uh, but Refresh Family Church is absolutely amazing. Uh, the way the, the the way the information, the word, the Bible is taught um, by Apostle Stephen Davis is amazing. Uh, my wife and I have been there ten years. We've been there ten years, and uh, we were on the verge of divorce when we got there. And we just kept coming. We was we, we'd be arguing, but we kept coming. We'd be opposite sides, but we kept coming. And uh, man, uh, but what's been taught and what was demonstrated in front of us has really just helped us grow and get closer together. So uh, that's my shameless plug. Refresh Family Church, Apostle Stephen A. Davis here in Center Point. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's my shameless plug, man. I, I, I love it. I love the place. I love the church. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. You, you're talking about grace, uh, Rakita, in your life. Here's what I hear. Here's what I hear. And here's your life was a stark contrast to the grace that you're talking about. Losing your husband early with a two-year-old son, losing your dad on your birthday while trying to lead a grief group. And a lot of times we find ourselves in our life is a contrast to the things that we're believing, the things that we're hoping, the things that we're expecting. What do you do when your life is a contrast? You have to give yourself that grace to get over that space where you are. We can I cannot uh, state this enough. You said, like the ballet dancers, they had to learn to, you know, to make those calculated steps. They had to learn to be graceful. You will make the wrong step. You will step wrong at one point in time, but you have to give yourself the grace to say, I didn't choose right at that time. I will choose right next time. You will have another step. Why, why are you so passionate? And I was going to ask you why are you so passionate about this, but we can see why. We see why you are so passionate about this because your life, you, 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 it's like it's like it's a matter of life is on the line. I'm not gonna let this be, you know, be the sum total. Oh, you could have easily stopped walking. You could have easily gave up. You could have easily quit when your husband died. Here it is now, guys. I want you to think about this. Her husband was a pastor. That means you were a first lady. That means people knew you. That means crowds knew you. Folks knew you that knew you, that knew your name that you didn't know their name because you was the pastor's wife. That means you was in the limelight. That means you was a public figure. You were in a public eye. And here you was in a public eye and you was grieving. Here you was in a public eye. And, and a lot of times you it could be easy for you to get stuck because everybody know me. Oh, everybody know I'm grieving. Uh, you could have easily gotten stuck, but you decided not to. And you know, it's funny that you said that because when you say being in the limelight. Um, I'll never forget. And this is just one experience that I had during that season when I did not uh, have grief well. I'll never forget one day me and my son, we were out having lunch. And I think he, he was three at the time. We were out uh, having lunch and we were in this local restaurant and this lady walked up to me and I know she didn't mean any harm. And she said, oh, my goodness. She said, you're that lady that just lost her husband. Oh, wow. She said, you don't know me. She said, but. I saw you speak at your husband's funeral. She said, oh, my gosh. She said, I draw strength from you. Incredible. And me, I kept, I kept my little mask. And I was like, okay. I said, okay, then, you know, yes, ma'am. And she was like, I just want you to know that, you know, I'm praying for you. And, you know, um, and, and I just wanted to speak to you. And I was like, okay. 
But in the back of my mind, come on, come on. first lady, <laughs> I wasn't thinking, oh, thank you. I was thinking, give me that back. Because right now you say you're drawing strength from me, but I'm weak as hell right now. That's I need that strength you got from me. Can, you right. Can I get some of that back, please? Because again, at that time, I didn't know how to handle grief well. You know, even to the point, and this is part of my testimony, where I was over a drug and alcohol program and uh -huh. people not to lean on substances for right. the first time in my life. I got a glimpse of that lifestyle. Come on, I come didn't on. To go through something. I didn't want to feel what I was experiencing. So I went through a period of time where I started drinking. God, I didn't handle grief well. And so, again, God gave me grace. And what I was doing at that time and season saved me from me. And, you know, people say, why are you so passionate about helping people grieve? Or why is it that you do what you do? Brother Travis, it didn't start with me with the loss of my husband. When I was in high school back in 1994, uh -huh. um, and people who are local or, you know, in the state of Alabama, they may remember this. But the Popeye's restaurant in Gaston, mm -hmm. um, there was a robbery murder that occurred in 1994. I was connected with the people. I was working in that restaurant. Gee. My father made me quit two weeks before the incident occurred. And I was so mad at my daddy because my grades had slipped in school. And he was like, a job mm -hmm. is a privilege, not a priority. So you're not working. <laughs> at the time, myself, my cousin, we we always worked together. So we would right. to, like come home at different hours. Correct. Stay Correct. In the area. If I had have still been employed, I could have potentially been a life lost. In that episode, I lost not only my cousin, mm. I lost a very dear friend. I lost coworkers at the tender age of 16. Jeez. And wow, that's, that's the, crazy. The reason why I do what I do today with such passion, because even at that time, I didn't know what I was walking into. Mm -hmm. But I said, if I could prevent one family, from experiencing the pain that we felt in those losses. Come on, come on. Then the lives lost in that season would not be in vain. Those lives have meaning. Absolutely. That I Absolutely. Those families experienced with those losses. I, I vowed wow. to myself, if I could prevent one family from feeling that pain. And that was a pain that, wow. And so I was like, their lives were not lost in vain. And so I say, thank you, God, because I know without a shadow of a doubt that I've saved not just one, but many, just by being transparent and opening my heart to love, listen, and lead people out mm -hmm. of places into a place of life. That's all I want to do in this earth. So I use my experiences as learning experiences for right. me. Correct. So Correct. Come on. Others because I can identify. And I tell the people, I tell my people when we when we come to counseling, don't tell me I don't know. That's not an answer that I will accept from anybody that I start. I know I, she doesn't. Trust me. Uh I've been in her I've been in her class. She does not. I don't know is not an answer because truth of the matter is you do know 
But it's easier to say, I don't know, and not have to process it or work through it come on. than to acknowledge it and be real with yourself so you can heal. Come on, come on. So that you can come out of it. So again, I tell people all the time, if you're not ready for the challenge, this ain't the boat you need to row on. No, no. And, and you know what, what, what we do, for, what we do, Kita, is this. We'll say things like, I don't know. We'll dismiss it or, or we'll avoid it or, or it, you know, uh, to people who, who may be religious, whatever, you'll get religious about it. Yes. But you'll do everything you can to, uh, to face it. You'll do everything you can to look yourself in the mirror and say, man, I do need some help. I do need to give myself some grace. I do need to grace myself through this process. I do need to grace myself through this. We will do er we will do everything but face ourselves. Man, um, and so I, I, I've been so excited about this episode. And something I've just been thinking about, I've been thinking about my personal life and things and how you had to give yourself grace and those things. What are some things, man, uh, what are some things that some daily, some daily changes that we can make in order to choose grace over grief? Because we here, here's the thing. We are used to to point out that checklist of what we did not do today. Oh, I didn't make the bed up. Oh, I didn't. I, oh, I said, uh, wait, you should do. What are some daily things that we can do every day to choose grace over grief? Okay. Um, one of the things that I, and this is one thing that, because this, you know, this therapist, I tell people all the time, this therapist has a therapist. Well, this time, this therapist has a life coach. and. Her name is Michelle Repurpose Evans. And when I say, the thing I said to her is, I need to be held accountable in every decision and everything that I do. And she taught me how to be intentional in everything that I do. So in order to allow yourself to move through processes, you have to be intentional in everything you do. You have to be strategic. Don't allow yourself to waste time wallowing in the what ifs. Sometimes you have to, not sometimes, all the time, you have to be intentional, utilizing the gift that was given to you of grace. Don't let it just, you see the shelf behind me. Don't just get your gift of grace and set it up on the shelf and let it collect dust. It was given for you to use, to help you to move through situations to where you are purposed for in your life. So the number one thing, be intentional in everything that you do. Well, let me back up. The first thing you have to do is acknowledge. Acknowledge that there is an issue that I'm dealing with, that I'm struggling with, that I'm grieving over. Then be intentional in strategically planning. What is it that I'm dealing with? Where is it that I want to be? When you identify where is it that you want to be, then start breaking that thing down. How do I reach that point? What steps do I need to take? Who exactly. do I need to talk to? Exactly. Because, again, I'm not handling this well on my own. Mm. Especially in our communities. Come on. Come on. You know, people always say, oh, don't. what happens in the house, stay in the house. You can keep what the, what the, what the blues singer say. I can catch hell at the house. It's <laughs> hell at the house. And, and, you want me, and you want me to keep it in the house. Right. So. Give yourself the grace to talk it 
out. Correct. Get out the house because when your house turns into a place of solitary confinement mm. that you've done to yourself. Oh, whoa, 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 oh, whoa. You mean we'll put ourselves in solitary confinement? Oh. We will lock ourselves. Look, we'll play London Bridge. We'll take the key and lock ourselves up. And the reality of it is, if it ain't a court of law and the judge that say sentence to whatever, mm. I ain't gonna lock myself up in my own personal jail when God. Come on, Rakita. Come on, Kita. You know, to be able to walk out. But the thing is, like the ballerina, learn to take those steps strategically. I may fall. I may be injured. Right. But injuries heal. Grief can be healed. Ah. It does not mean that we will not experience it again. Come on, come on. And be healed if we allow ourselves, number one, to be real to heal. Not only that, we have to allow ourselves to go through so that we can come out. And we have to understand that things occur in our lives not to destroy us, but they happen for seasons, for reasons for lessons or for blessings. And it's up to you as the individual. So what you gonna take it for? Mm. Am I going through this to be able to be able to bless somebody later on? Come on, come on, Kita, come on. That I'm in. What is the reason? What can I learn from this? You know what I'm saying? So it's up to you as the individual to decide what am I going to look at my circumstances as? Because I don't care how much you try to run, how much you try to take substances or come on, come on. You're not even just some, sometimes we allow the wrong people in our lives absolutely to block certain feelings. And as I even tell people and, and even couples, like when people are trying to move forward, a lot of times you can't move forward because you're still holding on to past hurts. Say it. So you are it. expecting Somebody to come in and fix it. No, change is personal. Here whoa, whoa, is personal. whoa, guys! Did you hear that? Change is personal, right? Like I can say, uh, Travis, I, you know, I like my hair blonde. Okay, I change that. You can't, you can't put blonde hair, but you can't just pluck. No. That's something I had to make a, a personal decision to do. That was my preference. You can say, well, I like dark hair. My wife has dark hair. Okay, that's your personal preference. But I like the mine because it's personal. And the wow. thing is, in, in, being in, in the fact that change is personal, then that means we have to be intentional mm. with making the necessary changes that we need so that we can come out of that place of confinement. And a lot of times grief can put us into a place where we withdraw from people. Like we, we become recluse. And the thing is, it's not, it's not where we were meant to be. Let me, let's say some, let's say some recruiter. Uh, I learned, and I know, I know guys, I know, I know I learned Rikita, uh, uh, I said, "Well, I'm just a private person. I just, I just like to be by myself. And in some instances, I do. I do like to recharge sometimes by myself. And my wife knows that. It, but if I shut myself off from people, that's an issue. 
if I shut myself off, and I say shut myself off, I'm not talking about just physically. I'm talking about emotionally and mentally shutting ourselves off from people. That's an issue. I mean, chances are, I'm beyond be honest with you, chances are you're grieving. Mm-hmm. You're grieving. Because because true science of it is once you begin to emotionally and mentally, because as human beings, human beings, human beings want to be around other human beings. Mm-hmm. Okay, now there's times where you may be as private and you like to do be by yourself, but you do like company. And but once we shut ourselves off emotionally and mentally from people, chances are you're grieving about something. There's something that's bothering that you're not facing. There's something that you don't want to look in that mirror and say that I guarantee there's something that you are dismissing. There is something that you're not being honest with yourself about because when you you shut yourself off emotionally. And mentally, and you can only talk to them about a certain thing, baby. Let me tell you, let me be honest with you. You dealing with something that you ain't being honest with about. You don't want to talk to them, but you you can only talk about yeah. You can only talk about your, your favorite video game or your sports or sports team or your clothes. Or your, if you can, all oh, something is going on because you have confined yourself and put yourself. In solitary confinement, Katie, you that there. This is this is absolutely crazy what we're talking about. You lend your voice. I know you was at a conference talking, and you lend your voice to other places. I've seen you. I've seen the videos. I've seen you talking at other places. So don't act like you're just talking at one place. So you lend your voice all over, um, on the on on the importance of having strong mental. And practices. What can you? What can? Where can you be reached if somebody wanted to reach? I heard you mention earlier that you are owner of uh, uh, something. What do you? What, what's the name of the? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that name up real quick. It's Second Chances, Better Choices Counseling and Consulting Services. And, and even that was birthed out of the people that I serve. Like literally, my business was named by. One of my peoples, like we were just discussing a situation, person trying to re-enter into society after being in prison for several years. Uh-huh. And he was like, you know, Rakita, I just wish somebody would look beyond my past and give me the opportunity. Give me a second chance. Right. And I said, well, if they give you a second chance, you're going to make better choices. I was like, oh, thank you, God. That sounds like a business night. <laughs> and boom, with birth, second chances, better choices, because that's what I want to do. I want to help people. Take be intentional with taking this second chance and just wow. making better decisions and better choices for themselves. But again, I can be reached at Second Chance Better Choices. That's the name of the business. What's the phone number? 205-775-7718. And we are located at 1025 23rd Street South, Suite 320 in Birmingham, Alabama. It is. That, that second chance is better choices counseling services 205-775-7718. For everyone that's here in Alabama, dial that number and you'll get a chance to uh get some help. Right there. Well, I'm leaving it right on the screen. And if you're looking online, you can reach me at secondchancesbetterchoices.com. Oh, wait, ho, oh, wait a minute. Let's do this real quick. We could do better than that, Rakita. We could do better than that. Come on, this is TMG. We could do better than that. 
secondchancesbetterchoices.com. And it's the two, two N-D. So secondchancesbetterchoices.com. Let's see, can we get that on the screen up here? You know, I, you know, I'm I'm the I'm the technician. So let's let's see, can we get that on the screen here real quick? So oh, so it's two N D. Uh huh. All right. Let's. I, I believe I like numbers. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Look, wrong with like, that. look, and and that's that's how I started. Like I said, my birth is seven 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 seven. So I tell people all the time, oh, when you come to me, you coming to the real deal. I'm the complete package. <laughs> Let's see, can we get that up here? There it is. Second chance, better choice. So I'm going to throw up the website here, guys, so you can look at that real quick. Uh, there it is right there. All right. Hold on one second. I know you don't see it yet. Calm down. Calm down. Say, hold up, people. It's a process. Yeah. There yeah. Go. I got this. I got, I got this. Yes. There you go, guys. Right there. Second chance is better choices. There's a way where you can contact them right there. When you go in, you can put in your information, your name, your email address, your phone number, message. You can send them a message right there. Second Chance is Better Choices Counseling and Consulting Services, LSC. So there you go right there, guys. About us is the about section. There it is. Who is that right there on the left over there? We see who that picture is right there, guys. There she is. And there is all the information about her right there. Second Chances, Better Choices Counseling and Consulting Services right there, guys. Uh, so there you go. So, um, perfect. It done the screen. Uh, Rakita, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, guys, let me get all this out the way so I can uh, get this going. You know, uh, there you go. Perfect. Rakita, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that information on the screen for someone who may need that. Um, so that's perfect. Um, absolutely great. Uh, this was just as what I thought it was going to be. And then some. So it's just what I thought it was gonna be, and then some. Guys, let, let me let me just say this to to everyone. Uh before I do get out of here, Rikito, there is someone listening right now. Obviously, there's somebody listening right now, and they have possibly have been holding back grace from themselves. I know it. I know they are. I know it for a while now. Uh, what is something you can say to encourage them to start giving themselves some grace? You know, like I tell everybody, you know. That's the gift that keeps giving. And we meant that gift by the man above. But if you're not spiritual with it, you know, like I tell people all the time, just be real to heal. That's it. That's it. If you want things to be better, you've got to be real with yourself so that you can heal. Man, you can't get no better than that. Man, many, many struggle with grief for multiple reasons. Uh, but some find it difficult to face because maybe it means facing ourselves and our decisions. Giving grace to ourselves means we first must believe that we deserve it. Right. Because we won't give grace, guys, listen to this, because we won't give grace to anything we don't believe in. Right. Yeah. Maybe believing in ourselves is a little, maybe believing in ourselves a little would take us a long way. And then the the last thing that I want to leave you with, Brother Travis, and to our listeners and to our viewers, uh-huh. is realizing that 
we're not made to go through the process by ourselves. Come on now. So find you someone to talk to and listen to what I'm saying. Not your cousin or your homegirl, because if we're going to be honest, you know, we only give people what we want them to know about us. Come on. Come Find on. professional trained help. That you can just lay it out there. That you can just lay it out to, because the reality of it is, if you keep it in, you can't come out of it. So find okay. help. And it, look, you don't even have to, you don't even have to call me. Look, there, and I tell people this all the time, even when people call me, there is a website called Psychology Today. What I encourage people all the time when it comes uh, to- I like Psychology Today. I love it because <laughs> you cannot, you can go to this website, you can search out therapists based on their gender, their race, you know, your your subject need, like whatever it is that you're dealing with. You can read their profiles and I yep. tell people all the time, find you a starting five three to five, go through it, give them a call, see what they're talking about. Because the thing is, get a feel for what you need. But it's, we can't go through alone. God did right. not create us to do things. And I know, you know, I keep saying God, 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 but that that's, that's my foundation. But we were not created to do everything alone. Oh, that's right. That's right. So give yourself grace to be real so that you can heal and get the help that you need. Y'all, listen, uh, Rakita, um, I mean, you stop giving me my resources. I love psychology. <laughs> I love it. I I'm, love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I do. I'll pop up and read it <laughs> every day. My bad. Yeah, my bad, y'all. Guys, it's about that time. And as always, it's been a real blast. Listen, don't forget to visit our YouTube page, guys. That's Tell Me Something Good with a capital T. And as always, you can stream your favorite episodes right here. Each week, guys, 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern to listen to the show. And whether it's on Spotify or Pandora or Amazon Music or maybe Google Podcasts, doesn't matter. You can listen to the show right here. Thank you, Rakita Jackson, for being part of the show today, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Guys, as always, listen, don't forget you can also pick up a copy of my ebook, guys. Always inspire. Practical ways to be inspired to this madness we call life. Use that Amazon link I showed y'all, guys. Or you can use the QR code right here. But it's always imparting. If you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I got to go. Peace. save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.